You're listening to the King of the Fourth podcast, offering in-depth analysis on all things Boston Celtics with your hosts, Jim and Mike Quigley. Welcome to a somber edition of King of the Fourth podcast as um, the Celtics fall flat again, uh, this time to Miami and um, pretty much puts them in a spot where it guarantees a playing game. Um, was some really huge turnaround comes apart on the Celtics, which is unlikely, and other teams fold, which is just as unlikely. So they're, they're heading towards a play-in and probably a, um, a short exit in the playoffs. Um, some more bad news. Jalen Brown goes down with a wrist injury. Um, what that means, obviously, he's done for the rest of the year. What that means for the Celtics the rest of the way, what it means for Jalen Brown next year. And then finally, um, I think it is – probably appropriate to start looking towards um, the offseason. So, Mike, um, why don't we kick off and we'll try to keep as focused as possible and not let my ADHD get in the way. But why don't you start um, just your thoughts on uh, <laughs> yesterday's matinee? Oh, well, yesterday's matinee, um, the Celtics just didn't come ready to go. Miami was connected. They were locked in. They were moving the ball extremely well. The Celtics were slow to react to anything. Um, Their lackluster on defense, a lot of open shots, a lot of open layups. Miami was finding every mismatch. Uh, The Celtics weren't responding. They weren't switching screens fast enough. They let a guy like Trevor Ariza go off. Um, you're down 26, 27 points at halftime. The game was over. I don't care about the second half effort. Yeah, it, it was, you know, it was a tale of two teams. Um, Miami was focused to run their offense through the post. And it, it, I don't even think they took a lot of post-up shots. Um, that they were able to find open shooters. Um, I don't think the game plan was for the Celtics to double. But um, they, they obviously cheated a lot more than they should have. Um, I think you live with Kemba down on the post and, and the other guy to take that shot. I don't think it's a great shot. And I think the Celtics should know that by now. Um, but instead, you know, they cheated. Guys were left open. They were late on closeouts. They were late on rotations on that and the other. And the Celtics just, you know, really failed to attack um, Miami in the paint whatsoever, you know, and you know, and all their threes as a result were contested threes, were top threes uh, for the most part. And, and you got nothing offensively for a while outside of Evan Fournier. And it's just kind of, you know, whether it's not ready to play or not locked into the game plan, which I guess also means ready to play, not having the players to execute the game plan. Um, you know, when the bench went in, you know, not that the starters were any great shakes, but I think it was only like 32 points only, I say, right, in the first quarter. The bench went in, and I don't think for the first six minutes, um, you know, there was an ex- a point in that second quarter where it was eight, nine possessions in a row that Miami scored, uh, and the Celtics were incapable of getting any type of stops. You know, I think I remarked to you at one point in the second quarter, the Celtics scored five straight possessions themselves. Miami. And, and then yeah, Miami exactly. built the lead. So yeah. it, it the just... The Celtics games, the 
Third quarter, the Bulls had 91 points. Third quarter, Miami had over 100 points. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about talent. We can talk about being not ready to play. Teams that try don't give up that many points. And there is a lack of effort on this team. I think it's evident. They're careless. They turn the ball over a lot. They're not very likable. Uh, and they deserve what they got these last two games. And what sucks is the Jalen Brown news. You know, it's not a small injury. It's going to carry into next season. So long term, the outlook for this team, I think, is bleak. Uh, they have. I think they have to make some wholesale changes. Something has to happen. Yeah, why, why, but we're going to get to that. Let's stay focused. <laughs> I mean, what do you want to talk about? They They sucked against Miami. They sucked against the Bulls. I don't even know. I mean... The one takeaway I have from Miami that's positive is Aaron Neesmith looked great in the second half again. Hustle into the basketball, spotting up for three. He had a three on the fast break that looked great. He had a put back. Well, um, yeah, I, I think that's a... he made a lot of plays. Uh, I think he was what sparked the run that they had in a lot of ways. So he's something that you can build upon uh, and take from the Miami game as a positive. Yeah, they, they they weren't ready to play. I, I, that comes down to effort, whether that's effort um, getting yourself ready to go or whether that's effort on the court. They just, um, you know, there isn't a confidence with them that resonates. There's nothing that gets them going. There isn't a big play that happens. There isn't a belief in themselves. So even sometimes when they're trying, they're going hard, but there isn't that will or... Yeah, they, they have the, they're going to get it done. You can tell they don't trust each other. They don't trust themselves. In the second half, Neesmith went coast to coast and made a great play. And the very next play, Miami came down and hit a three that was uncontested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's this. Well, in the second half, they, I mean, they played hard. They, they did what they But at that point, the game was out of reach. I, I, I do, you know, I think there's some things now that Brad needs to start doing differently. Um, and uh, I don't know if winning, you got to try the players out there should try to win the games. Um, you want the best effort, all those type of things. Um, but I think playing Neesmith or not playing him earlier in the, uh, probably curved some of this development as hard as he plays, he's still making defensive mistakes out there that maybe he wouldn't be making as much if he was given more minutes earlier. I, I don't want to see the likes of um, Luke Cornett or, or Sammy Ogilvy or, or uh, Carson Edwards or any guy that has no future on this team in this league for the rest of the year. Uh, I want to see the continued development of Pritchard um, the rest of the way, the continued development of Neesmith. You might as well play Parker. You know, the, the one thing about the Celtics in the past is they've taken free agents like this and they've made something out of them. And in his defense, he's only been here for a little while and, you know, full offseason effort. Maybe they get something out of him. You might as well see what you got there because you know what you got. You've had enough, more than enough time to evaluate all the other guys. And yeah. I, I just, I think, and, and then obviously you continue to hope that Kemba plays well because there could be some trade market um, spinoff for that. I, yeah, I mean, I, I just play the guys that play hard and, and take whatever result you get. Yeah, and that's, I think, you know, and that you want to develop. And I, I'd like to see Langford play. There's no reason to have him ride the bench at this point. 
Yeah, I think the season's over, so I agree with all those points. Yeah. And I think the Celtics know already if they're going to match Evan Fournier in free agent or see or not. And if you plan on keeping them, then play them the rest of the way. Oh, if yeah. No, I, I th- see, it's important, Mike, you raise a really good point. Um, because the season is over, but the games are still important weirdly to those guys on the team. Yeah, but so, so this is going to be the first taste that Pritchard and Neesmith have a playing game, which is an elimination game. They're going to play an elimination game, get big minutes. So th- th- it matters that they're out there. And Fournier, he hasn't played in many big games. Yeah, and, but if he's and, not part of the future, he shouldn't be taking minutes away from Neesmith. Oh, I think he has to be. If he's not part of the future, then... Um, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what they're doing. The Celtics yeah. know that. They know whether they're going to pay into the luxury tax or not next year. And and I don't know if I trust that they are. So I'm oh, saying... I, I think, I think Fournier is coming back either way, whether they do or they don't. I think other guys could be going up. And we talked about that in the previous podcast. Yeah, I, I see. I, I think, I think uh, they yeah. committed to signing him. Yeah, and I understand. especially with Brown now. I think they're absolutely committed. They 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 get, they know they need that wing. I think they're going to be committed to all inside him. They're probably we'll see. They, they traded Tice away because they didn't want to spend money. So we'll see. Um, well, that, well I, I'm going to get to that, but I, I I think I think you're more likely to see a guy like Smart and Thompson packaged and moved out to stay under the luxury cap, or as much you're going over the luxury cap no matter what. So it's the amount you're going to be over. And um, I think they're absolutely – if they're not, then what was the point? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think in their mind as of today, they're 100% committed on bringing Evan Fournier back. Okay. Well, then if that's, if that's what they're thinking, then he needs to play these last seven games. Um, if Kemba Walker has any inkling of an injury – he shouldn't play the rest of the way. If if Jason Tatum has any inkling of an injury, he shouldn't play. Because in essence, the games don't matter because they don't have a shot and they cannot afford any other injuries to carry over into next season. That goes for Rob Williams. But I just... Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I guess what you mean by inkling of an injury, um, everyone's a little banged up right now. I, I think these guys are good enough to go. Um, I don't think you start just throwing in the towel and, and just stop playing completely. I, I think that's a mistake. I think that's a bad well, Haven't they already? Maybe the team has, but maybe yeah. the play organization, you should not do that. That's just, it's a, you, you're giving into the players. It's a culture thing. You have these young guys that you're trying to develop. Tatum is still a really young guy. You want, you want to bring, build that organizational culture as much as you can. I, and I think throwing in the towel and, and hell on Walker, I want him to play as much as possible right now because the best thing that could happen for the Celtics is for him to have average 25, 30 points a game in whatever playoff series they're in. Yeah. Well, that results in wins or not. I, I, I think him showing the league that he's still a weapon offensively and can do it in a playoff series um, is important. I think it's, I think it's important. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. This is what we have to focus on. <laughs> there is no season. And it brings us, you know, we felt this way probably anyways. Um, but it brings us to the Jalen Brown injury. Um, you know, you, 
we talked on the last podcast. I said he's a tough kid. I'd be shocked if he didn't play. And I was frankly shocked that he wasn't playing. Now we know why. And um, it looks like he was playing through this for a while. Um, you, you know, you, Jake King did a good job. I don't know if you saw this, Mike, on Twitter, of um, the, the LA Lakers game and then the OKC game. Yeah. And, um, you know, and he, he clearly got it through that. And I thought actually his shooting struggle, but it is his offhand. But that offhand sometimes can affect, you know, you get pain somewhere. Over the last few games, I thought his shooting struggled a bit. Um, but it's the right move. If it's Romeo Langford, it sounds like the same exact injury. You could have him play through it. It doesn't get much worse, but it makes no sense to prolong it. Um, all things no, being especially equal. Especially now, just watching yeah. this game. And it's not, if three to six months um, before you can start having contact, it sounds like worst case scenario, he's back in December. Best case, he's back at the beginning of the season. So I, it's a shitty injury, but I, I don't think it's one that's going to hamper his career or anything like that I, that you know it, at least i guess if you're trying to find a positive at least it's not a lower leg injury <laughs> or a hip you know it's a wrist it's his left wrist um he's still going to be able to shoot in the off season um he's a disciplined kid uh, i have no doubt when he comes back he'll be ready to go yeah no i think he'll be ready to go too i uh I just feel like with the injuries with the Celtics, it's always worst case scenario. It has been this year, like a yeah. decade. Yeah, um, it has been. So uh, you know, the amount of games they lost to COVID. The fact he was Sean Grandy. Do you follow him on Twitter? Uh, I, maybe I do. I don't know. He he's been thrown out just like some amazing stats. Yeah, he um, always does. The Celtics yeah. top seven players played. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, zero games. The Jazz have five different lineups of like um, you know five different combinations of the of seven different players that have played like I forget how he articulated it much better than I but it would just show that there's been no one oh no the, here was the, I'm sorry I screwed everything up Kemba Tatum Brown and um, Rob Williams I think it was a smart whoever he considered the fourth played a combined 239 minutes together this year. Yeah. Um, the Jazz have had eight different combinations of plays that have played more minutes together than the Celtics have this year. Uh, you know, when you say worst case scenario, that's all that's been this year for health. And, you know, uh, so the Celtics beat writers are really doing a good job. Chris Fuller's book put up a, a post of, just the records and the amount of games without certain players. And, you know, Rob Williams, they're like three games under 500. Tatum, they were four. Um, Kemba, they're 500. Uh, so the impact on the season, and this is where I think it all kind of goes downhill. You know, when we start talking about the effort and mental toughness. I just don't think there's any belief in themselves and it's a combination of their health. And then I think it was a combination of early on of um, Danny filling this roster with just a lot of unproven NBA players. And he did it two years in a row and it did not work. Yeah. It really did not work. Yep. He, 
He re-upped the guys. They didn't have to re-up. They could have been open roster spots. Uh, he has the opportunity to have some open roster spots next year with Semi, Cornette, and Carson Edwards. We'll see if he does something with those three open spots. or if Well, Carson's on the open. Carson's a guaranteed contract. Yeah, but you can waive him. He doesn't make any money. Here's a problem, though. This is where we start talking about tax. You can waive him. Yeah, you can. You, you can, but it costs four times as much as it's going to cost you. So when they waived Dimitri Jackson way back when, and he's still getting 90000 a year from the Celtics. Did you know that? Because of oh. the stretch provision. He, he, weird salary cap thing. Dimitri Jackson gets 90000 a year for two more seasons. Good for him. Um, so you could do a stretch provision for Cassett Edwards, but because of the tax, it's like three times more than you usually would. And so... Oh, great. Then keep him. Uh, no, I, I think you can. I, what I was going to say, I think what you got to try to do is if you're going to move other players, hopefully you can move him in a deal. And then, like, someone yeah. like OKC just waves him. Yeah. He's not, you know, worried about that as much. And you're not carrying that dead money. So, with Edwards, they have one, two, three. I'm sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guys on the books. Um, Twelve, if you count Parker, who's non-guaranteed. Mm-hmm. They are going to be before they sign anybody. I think they're two million below the the luxury cap line, or you know, they're, they're right there. Yeah, and so the draft pick. Yeah, so you then you start factoring draft picks and things like that. Um, and not to mention, if you're going to look to re-sign Fournier for $17 million, I, I, I do think there are some things they can do that, um, you know, can make them competitive next year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's hard to make them competitive next year. I don't either. Competitive. I think the GM has to do it, but I, yeah. I think teams, I think teams do it all the time. Yeah. They're I mean, make, yeah. Philadelphia did it last year, this past off season. Exactly. I mean, Philadelphia were essentially in the same spot as they were. You know, um, they lost Ben Simmons, got swept in the first round. Yeah, but they had more cap room than the Celtics had. I mean, they were able to bring in Danny Green, and no, they they had a maneuver all out of that because they they had max they had four max guys on their team. Oh well, they were able to ship, but I mean, it wasn't that hard to ship Al Horford off. Well, we thought it was. We thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's my point. You can, but who's our Al Horford? Uh, it could be Kemba. Right. You know, if he's Kemba's owed $72 million or 74, or 70, um, no, I think $75 million left on his contract. Over two <laughs> years, right? Two years. Um, so that's that's a lot of dough. I know, uh, but why, if he's playing well, do you want to, I don't know if you want to move him. Well, that, this is where the options come in. Um, so between Tristan Thompson and Marcus Smart, who are both expiring deals, you're at um, almost $25 million. Oh, yeah, because Smart only makes 15. That's yeah. right. So you could package them um, potentially. You know, we've talked before, you know, does a player like John Collins intrigue them? Mm-hmm. Um, if he does, maybe, maybe Fournier isn't an option anymore, but does he intrigue them? 
um, because if you're Atlanta, and we talked last time, but maybe you have to give a pick. I don't think you have to. Philan is getting nothing for him anyways, and he wants out. You know, you, you'd be kind of doing. Does he want thing. out though? He's because he does want to get paid. It's interesting. That's a great question. I don't know, uh, but I mean, he put up twenty four and ten tonight. He's <laughs> made comments like they weren't willing to pay me, and I'm going to see what's out there. I'm going to take what's mine. The the guy wants yeah. to get paid. You know, yeah. so how but Atlanta far, could pay him technically if they wanted to. They wanted if they wanted to. Yeah. Um. So you know, I they, I mean, they offered him a low market deal. And, you know, maybe they're going to regret that now because he's going to get paid this offseason. Um, or maybe they just don't see him as part of their future. They went nuts last offseason. And someone like Smart and um, Thompson, they can help for next year for them. They're not going to be, um, you know, long-term deals. You know, they mm. can evaluate Smart to see if they want to continue with him. Uh, you continue to build around Trey Young. They actually have done what the Celtics should have been doing is putting veteran players around Jason Tatum, playing to Jason Tatum's strengths and building a team that way, which the Celtics have not done. And it's a great question. Uh, you know, I don't know John Collins' game well enough to say if he's a great fit with Tatum because that's the number one thing. Um, yeah, whether or not he either. is or not. But, you know, that's an option. Another guy you know works here. You could package and it fits. You could package those two guys, and you could make a move for Al Horford. And you get another back, guy who plays like half the games. You bring back some of that veteran toughness. You can run the offense through him. I think if they're doing that, that probably indicates that you're going to be moving Kemba as well. Um, that would be horrible. Well, it depends what you get back for Kemba, I guess. Yeah, I'm just uh, there. There are options if you're mm -hmm. looking to change the culture here. Yeah, you're looking to bring yeah. in guys that can still play. I think Horford can still play the role that the Celtics had him play. I think he can do it at 50, 60 games at a high level, and it, for him, you know, not an all star or anything, but a guy that can pass the ball, move the ball within the Brad Stevens offense. He can play the two man game that they tried to play with Grant and Tatum, with Horford and Tatum for sure. You know, your offense would look dramatically different in better um so th there are things you can start to think about um and then you, there's always a potential you know this sounds crazy what if it's just a Horford for campus swap yeah it does sound crazy i would never do that it's a Horford that's nuts because what it does is Horford's got two years left but the second year's a team option it, but if you pick, if you decline it, you're still on the books for 12 million for them. Okay. Um, you get out of that 76 million. You declare to your team that you're running your offense through Jason Tatum, and he's your primary player. Um, and you, you change how you're doing things completely. I, I think there might be an argument to be made that Kemba doesn't fit great with Tatum. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I believe that argument. Actually. Okay. Yeah. I think that when Kemba has been healthy and out there, the team's played better. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think you trade him for a guy in Al Horford, everything you're saying in hindsight sounds great, but 
he doesn't play every night. Well, he didn't play ways, every he night. Plays... Because, well, it, did he not play every night because he couldn't? Or did he not play every night because OKC was trying to lose games? Well, he played every night with the 76ers, and he looked horrible. He looked slow. But they were like what they played were... less. He looked he looked good. I just yeah. I, but I I think so. Yeah, you you could be right. But the other flip side to that is OKC was trying to lose games this year, so they didn't want him to play, and he didn't look old and slow when he played a style that fit him. When he was asked to do what he was asked to do in Philadelphia, it clearly did not fit his game. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not I'm there. I'm I'm just saying you can I wouldn't make that trade. You can move these guys. Um, you can certainly move Smart and Thompson. I think there's you can find homes for them. Um, Kemp is a little bit more difficult. Um, maybe you get a playoff team that is, um, you know, thinking they're one player away, an offensive score away to get going. I think that's a possibility. I think that's more unlikely. I think you're, if you're looking to move Kemba, I think you're more likely to move him to a team with a draft pick or so to an OKC or a Houston type yeah, and, and, and um, try to move on. And, you know, maybe you're looking to bring in a, a, a bigger type point guard, maybe not as good, more defensive minded um, that can run the pick and roll. Um, well, Houston would probably be trying to get out of the John Wall contract, I guess. So it would be a swap of contracts. Yeah. I don't know if that works. Um, I, I, I don't know enough about how healthy Wall is and, I don't think he's very healthy. Yeah, I don't, know I don't. You don't need another fragile forty million dollar point guard. Yeah, um, you know. So, the Wizards certainly won that trade. Yeah, so I, I think yeah. you can. In by unloading Kemba, and by, um, um, loading Smart and Thompson, you are sending a signal that this is you're going to reconstruct this off. Roster and it's it's a matter of finding the right players and I don't know who they are to build around. Yeah, that's Tatum. the thing. Danny has to find the right veterans and, so, and he has to find it with with like veteran minimum contracts coming. I, th- I think like a pass first, um, defensive minded type point guard is exactly what this team needs mm-hmm. to play with Tatum. I think that's exactly what they need. I, the ball is going to be in Tatum's hands going forward. Yeah, but do they a even ton. exist anymore? Are they out there? The guy, I mean, Mark Jackson type. Are they? Do they? Even uh, Dennis Rhodes is up. You know, he would. He, you know, he's with the Lakers. He's a guy that is kind of. He wants mold. to get paid. Yeah, he wants. He's got a free agent. He wants yeah. to get paid. Yeah. I mean, he could end up being the starting point guard in New York next year. He's going to get paid. So I, I, I mean, Lonzo Ball, both are going to get paid. I don't know exactly who they are. I, I haven't scoured. I, I mean, I do have the free agents. Lonzo Ball actually would be a good fit. Lonzo Ball's a perfect guy like that. Um, yeah, I don't know how you, you get him. I mean, every, everything I'm hearing, it's Chicago and New York for him and Schroeder. Those are going to be the gets. Those teams need point guards. Yeah, and I, I don't know yeah. if I'm willing to pay what he's going to want. Well, he's definitely getting 20-plus. Yeah. You make, you make more than what you're worth on the open market. That's why Fournier is going to get like 20, 23 price someone might give him 25 yeah i mean well i i think you'd have to be looking um when we talk about replacing camber i think the first place you look is if you're going to move him what you can if are there any guys out there that you can get back um and these conversations are already happening they well they have to be and 
you know, and then from there, I think what you do is, I think you're right. Carson Edwards can't be on this team next year. I wasn't arguing that point. I was just saying, wait. I know you weren't. I just felt hopeless. Like, just get rid of him. Fuck it. Pay it. No, no. You you can wait until right before the regular season to cut him if you can't move him. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is the time you, you, you got us. This is one thing Danny has done well in the past is he's identified veteran players that weren't playing as much that weren't household. Well, this is names. back there in the bridge. He is. Yeah. That kind of overachieved and played hard. And that, you know, Phoenix has really done a good job of that this year. Other teams, mm-hmm. have, you know, the Knicks have done a good job of that. Um, yeah. The Knicks remind me a lot of the Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Celtics. You know, I was going to say Atlanta did a good job. Atlanta just kind of overpaid guys and drafted well. Um, yeah. Drafted well. Yep. So you had a good draft last year. You you have two young guys, and you know they could be trade pieces. But I think Pritchett and Neesmith uh, are here and rotation players. I think Neesmith is probably eventually a starter. You know that he's a guy that he's going to be starting next year when Brown's out. Yeah, like over the last ten games, he's shot like fifty four percent from three. Um, he, he's been act- like the shots coming around. All those things are happening. He, he's a good player. He looks like a basketball player. You got to bring in some some kind of overachieving hungry guys. Um, the, the more name players are going to go to the nets and things like that for cheaper money. Those aren't the guys yeah. you really want right now. Anyway, no, like you, the guys yeah. like, who's the Jay Crowder before Jay Crowder came to the Celtics that we don't know about right now. Who's Evan Turner. And maybe it's Evan Jabari Turner? Parker, by the way, maybe Jabari Parker is one, but those are the type of guys that's all fat. Kind of. Well, Danny's done a lot of that stuff was said fat. about Evan Turner. A lot of that stuff was said about uh, you know lazy. He was fat. Was, well, <laughs> they, they were not exactly that, but there were comments about him, you know. And this is you know maybe Stanley Johnson is a guy like that. Um, you know, he's going to be a free agent next year. You know, looking to overachieve. But I think those are the guys you got to fill the roster with. Mm-hmm. And then let them battle it out in camp for minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you're going to go into this, I think, knowing you're going to have a core of um, Tatum, Brown, Pritchard, Neesmith, unless there's some bigger deal out there, those guys go. Um, Tatum, Brown, uh, Fournier, and Williams. That's yeah. that's essentially the core that I I feel comfortable saying is coming back. Um, Kemba could be part of that. Mm-hmm. I I really I would be surprised if Smart and Thompson are here next year. Um, I I think the time's probably up. And you know, bring back some culture type guys, some gritty, good basketball players. You know, three and D type guys. You know, your Jonas Jarepko's. Um, yeah, Evan Turner's you, you guys that you've been able to identify in the past. Yeah, you know you don't need them to play like they played for you in those years either. They're not going to be significant players. They're just going to be role players, you know. And yeah, it'd be nice draft, to see you Brad should get, get like someone decent too. Again. I mean, Brad got the most out of Tyler Zeller. I mean, he had guys playing way, yeah, way beyond what they were for a long time here. And I think that's what you're trying to identify again. Guys that are, you know, 25, 26. Jordan Crawford. 
yeah, 25, 26, that, you know, there's something there. Everyone knows that there's something there, but they've kind of underachieved or they've been buried on a good team. And, um, and, and, you know, truth be told, they only need to sign like one or two of them. You know, yeah. that's all they really need to do. And then you, you come in here and you battle it out and you, you hope you draft well again. And, um, you kind of go from there. Yeah. I think something the the Celtics organization should do now too is with Paul Pierce getting fired, which I don't think he deserved to be terminated for that video um, from ESPN. I think the, whether he comes on the broadcast team, I think that would be a good move for the organization to have a guy like that around Tatum and Brown all the time. I don't know if he has the, I don't know if he's a coach, but I think, you know, you saw the Tommy Heinsohn effect that he used to have on players just being an announcer and having a great like Pierce around. I think I'm surprised you know, they haven't brought him on yet. I have mixed feelings about stuff like that. Um, I remember going into like, um, I don't know, 2012 season for the Patriots or something. And Belichick ordered every poster from the past years to be ripped off the walls. You know, the ban is to be taken down during the preseason. You know, this idea that you you have some legacy that you need to carry on. Sometimes that isn't the best thing for young players. Sometimes you you just need to develop your own legacy. And you need, a, you know, and these ghosts of the past are nothing more than that. They're just ghosts. You know, they're not out there playing and they're not. But I do get your point. And I, mean, I do I think the, the Celtics lean into that so hard that I don't know if it's always beneficial. Yeah. I, I that, the, the thing with Tatum and Brown is I, I don't know if they've had a veteran on their roster who's ever won that's taught them how to win in the NBA. You know, they had Al Horford, but he never made it past season conference finals. They had Kyrie, but he didn't give a shit about winning when he was here. So, someone I don't know. They thought but it was going to be Tristan. They, they thought it was going to be Tristan Thompson this year. I just I, do, do the, the team. The team does seem to lack leadership. Just the way they they don't respond at all to adversity. They, they had a really bad season, but really those bad. Two, those two guys have won quite a bit. I understand, but who's they, they have won quite a bit. And when I, you know, the I I. I think in some regards, when it comes to those two... What's wrong with the DNA on this team? Huh? Who's the problem on this team? Because something's not right with this team. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I don't know if it's one individual. I don't think they have a cancer in their locker room. I think it's a combination of health and lack of talent and things going downhill and they weren't able to stop it. And every time they thought they were going to get going, they tripped up and then someone got hurt. And I just heard that their, their, their best player wasn't himself for about 30 games right but you also heard that tristan thompson was going out this year not following covid protocols i think i saw that kemba walker was out on his 30th birthday with a bunch of people i don't know yeah those I, things I don't, don't seem I look, like I, I am i'm not gonna get into like if they're going out at night um they a team that's stuffed with COVID all season. Yeah. Kemba never had COVID. 
Right, but I'm saying a team that suffered with COVID all season, you would think they'd be following NBA protocols. Well, maybe the NBA shouldn't have started the season when they did. I, I, okay, you know, but that's I, still. I, I, I get some of that. Maybe they should have been better with the the COVID protocols. I also think some of it's luck, some of it's bad luck, and I I, I think it's this is what I mean. It's such a unique year that maybe they weren't disciplined with. NBA COVID protocols, but does that carry over into a normal season? Well, if it if it's a sign of immaturity, then yeah. I don't know about that. I don't. I, I like. I, well, then who who are we talking about? Tristan Thompson. I want to trade him anyways. Right. Uh, you know. I think. You know. I think Smart is having a tough. T- I think part of this too with this team is the guy you expected to be your fourth player best player and to rise up when um when guys went down like he had in the past and he and i don't want people to think that i dislike marcus smart or i don't respect what he's brought to this franchise but i think his best days are gone and i i don't think his body can take it anymore and he wasn't able to do it he just was not able to do it I don't know whether it's physically or he got in, in, in his own head, but he was not able to do it this year. And you were just, you were extraordinarily limited. They had guys playing. His, like, we laugh at the Thunder and stuff like that. I think the Thunder's role plays are better than what the Celtics were bringing off the bench oh, that's at crazy. times. I, I think, I think the, Bulls role you know, he realized the Thunder haven't won a game since the Celtics won. Yeah, do you think Grant Williams or Sammy Ogilvy by like forty every night? Do you think Grant Williams or Sammy Ogilvy would have helped them win a game? Or Carson Edwards? Or, was Carson Edwards playing in the Thunder game? The only guy who was out was Tate. I'm not talking about the whole team was I'm playing. Not, I'm not. I'm not just talking about that. I'm not talking about that game. I'm just meaning what they had throughout the season. Guys that played throughout the year. I'm not sure. Like you, you find a real bad team that's their starting five, their top seven. I don't know if of those guys crack those bad teams' top seven. I, I, that's how pathetic I think those players are. That's yeah, my well, point. They, so that's what I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to identify that game. I just mean in general. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if Luke Cornett tops one of those teams' top seven. I don't know if Carson Edwards does. I don't. And these guys got minutes. I don't know, think Semi Ojale does. I, you know, I don't know if Grant Williams does. That's, uh, and these guys are playing significant minutes. Yep. You know, during the uh, significant minutes. And so I, 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 when it comes to Brown and Tatum, I give this year a mulligan and I, I respect the fact that what they've done in the past. And I try to build differently around them. I and where I agree with you, I do think you change the culture. I, I, I think you bring in guys that are hard nosed. I don't think they have to be on championship teams. They just need to be hard nosed, bulldozing players that have some skill. Yeah. That if they're in the corner open for three, they're gonna hit forty plus percent of them and then be able to defend and not turn the ball over. It's just I, and you could be right with the Tristan Thompson stuff. I, I, who the hell knows? You know, 
Uh, I mean, it's just frustrating, Jim. It really is to see, you know, a team like the Knicks show up every night and Julius yeah. Randle show up every night. They go into LA last night and win. You see the Washington Wizards without Bradley Bale last night, tonight against the Hawks, just playing like everything matters just to get into the 10 seed. And a game that they should have won, the refs blew it. Um, and that may hurt the Celtics. So the, obviously the Hawks losing would have been good for the Celtics, but yeah, at this point, um, <laughs> at this point, does it matter? Right. Yeah. But, um, and, and you just see, yeah. So these, the, and, and you do see, it's just, it's just very frustrating to see this happening um, and to see where the Celtics are. And I don't think these teams are much better than Boston. I think they've just wanted it more, especially. Oh, I see. I, I think if the Celtics are healthy, the Celtics are much better talent-wise, but they, they just never were. You look at the supporting – you look at the Knicks. They were healthy all year, and the guys they were rolling out all year, for the most part, were better players than what the Celtics were rolling out there. The Celtics were always a jumble mess. It would be Tatum and Brown, and then you'd have Semi out there and Grant, and, and it just – The only addition to the Knicks roster this year was Nolan Snowell. And yeah, but Julius Randle is in that rotation. AJ Barrett, these guys have been healthy all year. Derek Rose, right? But they're a team that won like twenty games last year with basically the same roster, and they traded for Derek Rose mid-season. I'm, I mean, I think the Knicks those have just are better plays it. than what the Celtics were rolling out. That, that's what I mean, Mike. Even the twenty-one teams this year, I think, had better plays than what the Celtics were rolling out um, to fill up their starting fives. Yeah, I guess I disagree with you that if they're fully healthy next year, that I believe in them. I don't know if I do. Oh, I, I'm not looking to bring back the roster. Yeah, I know with, with Smart and Thompson. I, I'm not looking not. to bring back the roster. I think if Tatum, Brown, Fournier, and Rob, I don't know where you get out of Rob Williams, but Rob. you start with those three and you build around them with tough guys. I I. I you know, yeah, I think they got to empty the tank on some. I mean, of these guys. Tatum Tatum's been durable throughout his whole entire career, outside of the COVID mm-hmm. thing. He's been he doesn't miss games. Yeah, um, Brown played through a ton. You know, he's been fairly durable throughout his. He has not been an injury problem outside of this. No, he just didn't play because Brad wasn't playing him. You know, Fournier's been a very durable guy. Those guys aren't injury issues. Uh, I hope you're right that they're going to bring him back because um, that would be big. I think, you know, I want to see Romeo Langford play down the stretch, but I was just thinking about this earlier today. He's in his second year, and a lot of people say don't rush for judgment. He still has a lot of development to do. And I was just thinking about Terry Rosier in his second year, you know, thinking about, like, game five against the Wizards in the playoffs where he, he goes off for, like, 12 points. He has 10 rebounds. He's in there at the end of the game in overtime with Isaiah Thomas. And it's like... He struggled all year, but you could tell he was an NBA basketball player and he was skilled. I don't, I mean, I haven't seen that except for like some flashes defensively from Romeo that there's anything to believe in anymore. I I thought there was some stuff last year. You haven't seen it this year. And in in his defense, you had the the weird season last year. Then you come back and you, you miss, he must've missed over 30 games easily. More than that, right? Easily. Yeah, and he and, got COVID. So this has been a complete lost season for him. That's why I play him throughout and see what he has next year. Next year is his shit should have got off the pot season, for lack of a better term. And you could be right, but um, 
you're not getting anything for him in a trade. So he's coming back. So, you know, it's either it happens next year or it doesn't. Yeah, and the Celtics are in a spot where they either have to draft a big guy or draft a point guard. Yeah. It's one of those, yeah. one of those two positions, I would I, think. I, I think that's a position they need. But I hope they go into the draft looking for just hard-nosed, good basketball players and, and don't draft towards the need. Well, that's what Danny does. Yeah, that's yeah. how he drafts. Yeah. You know? Draft, just, you know, don't – ready guys that can play right now that are hard-nosed, good basketball players. And then – well. You know. If they bring back Fournier and they make that tra- they make a trade and bring some other guys in, they can draft a kid who has potential and doesn't have to play right away. They could. This all depends on free agency and the trades that they make prior to the draft. But I, I, I think I, this is where like we're arguing on things, but I don't think we're far off. I do think no. there's going to be like a culture infusion here, and mm-hmm. it, it, like with tough knows how. And, yeah, that's why Christian and Neesmith got to stay. But they got to be good. <laughs> like I yeah. think I think Semi and Williams are probably tough nosed high guys, but they suck. These yeah. guys got to be good. And um Yeah. You know, that's that's the main difference. Yeah, no, I think I definitely agree with that. Um I I free agency is before the draft though, right? Not afterwards. No. No, so this is where the NFL gets it right and the NBA gets it wrong. Oh, so they have the draft first? First, yeah. Oh, then you got to just draft the player with who has talent because um, you don't know what you're going to get in free agency then. No, no. You, you know, hopefully you, you got a decent idea of what you're out there targeting for. I mean, the Celtics free agency could, in a lot of respects, maybe start to happen if they're big moves at trades. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's where they could have some answers, you know, going into draft night and um, if they're able to move, move some guys and send out his pick to move somebody or something like that. Um, yeah. I think, I think Denver is an interesting spot for smart too. And I think Dallas might be an interesting place for Kemba. Yeah. It could I be. Dallas has some contracts that could move that aren't terrible players. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you get back from Denver at this point. Um. Maybe like know. a Will Barton. Yeah. Oh, they already moved Gary Harris. Yeah, um, kind of washed anyways. Yeah. Um, I think looking at Dallas, I, I know Josh Richardson makes like $12 million a year. I don't know he's if Tim Hardaway is. He's been a good, good fit there. Um, yeah, he's a good fit I, everywhere. And if you're looking at like, I don't know, who would you rather have right now, Josh Richard, Richardson or Marcus Smart? If, yeah. Oh, close, right? right defensively it's not that much difference um yeah i don't know i i was thinking kemba was a good fit in dallas oh That's kemba kemba smart. yeah yeah oh, i get like it. maybe yeah, like okay. a josh richardson and tim hardaway jr comes back to boston i it's whatever these deals are i think for me and what i was trying to get across and i didn't do a good job of i think you need to build a competitive team now that, you know, not necessarily a championship contender. That's not happening next year, but a real competitive team, a team that whomever they play, it, the, the Celtics are going to be a tough out. You know what, though, Jim? In the, in the NBA, this could change overnight and somebody demands to leave their roster. That, that's yeah, always, no. yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. 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 yeah, you could have Bradley Bill one out and one to play with Tatum. You just never know. You never uh, know. So, what, and that could happen. If it doesn't, I want 
them to build that team so that in two years when money starts to come off the books, um, that you have players that you can move, that you draft well, you know, tough competitive kids. You have a contract in like a Fournier that you can kind of, you know, I think Neesmith's stock is going to continue to rise. I don't think it's anywhere as high as it's going to be. I think those guys are going to be, if a player like that comes to be, um, and that you're able to, you know, be a player for something like that down the road or um, in two years, you know, looking to bring in a guy to play with Tatum and, and, and build that championship team. But first you need to kind of um, develop that culture and, it, and, 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 and make no doubt in anyone's mind, and especially Jason Tatum's, that this is his team. That we're is, building is Mac Biombo, he's a free agent next year, right? He, I, uh, I don't so I know. That's exactly yeah, he is. The type, that's like he, exactly the type of guy you're talking about. It really is. Perfect yeah. high energy guy flying around. Um, maybe look at the center position differently than you have been. I think that's, I think that's absolutely right. Because he's a cheap center too. You don't have to spend any money on him. Yeah. Cody Zeller might be another one too. He's going to be up too. Uh, yeah. He's actually going to play that guy, Willie Hermangus or whatever out of New Orleans. He's yep. another guy kind of fits Brad's type. Yeah, uh, I think I think they can identify them, and mm-hmm. you know, TJ McConnell no, is a type. Okay. You know, I, maybe he's going to get more than we can afford, but he's he's a free agent next year. If you, you know, you do move on from Kemba, yeah, a really good fit with Tatum. Yeah, he is a really good fit with Tatum. Um, he, he played. Those in the, I hated him so much. Yeah, but he, you know, he. I think. I, I think that's you. the type of guy, you know, and I know he's not a good defensive point guy per se, but he gives effort and, you know, he is pass first, which I think is what you're going to be looking for here. Yeah. Well, that could be Peyton Pritchard too. You never know. Yeah. You never know. But um, I, I know you're not as interested in these last four games. I kind of am. I want to, I want to see the development of these guys. I want to see. Even I do too, but I'm so scared. Just like Brad, he's going to play his veterans. <laughs> he's you're going to see Semi. He's going to be out there. Watch. I bet you Semi starts against Miami. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. You're going to go Smart, Fournier, Kemba, Tatum, and Thompson. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well and, and then from there, like to me. Tomorrow night, your second unit. Grant should be your backup center from the beginning. He should not play any well, other. Don't you have Rob Williams and Thompson? Williams is doubtful. I think Williams is done. Oh, okay. I know we played the last game. That's why. He only played a half. Is that? Oh, he only played a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I think you, you want to go Grant Williams as your backup five. I think, and then it's Pritchard. Um, yeah. Then I would go Pritchard, uh, Neesmith, and Langford. And beyond that, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd give some minutes to Parker just to see what I got there. Um, and he gives you some offense. I would not. You're going to see Taco in Cornette. <laughs> I, I just don't think. You're going to be so should, mad. I can't wait. I, I don't think those guys should play another minute. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. You know, I, I just don't. Yeah. And you're going to take lumps with those guys that I just said. I mean. 
But it made an least, opportunity for the Celtics to win too, because Miami's season's been just like Boston. They played great on Sunday. They're going to look like dog shit to start the game on Tuesday. I guarantee it. They've been yeah. just as inconsistent as the Celtics. So if the Celtics yeah, come out ready at all, they should win Tuesday. And it's a big game for Miami because if they they their schedule is hard after this. They got Philly, and then they got um, it's in Milwaukee. It's another really good team. Yeah, but I think Philly's about to clinch. They might be sitting people. They might get lucky there. I don't. Yeah, I I, I find it hard to believe they'd sit people three games out. Um, That's I right. Two and yeah. one, I think they would. Um, yeah. But their schedule is not easy. You know, they're a tough team. They, you know, they seem to be getting healthy at the right time, unlike the Celtics. So, so I, uh, I have a question for you about a player that you absolutely hate. So I got a hypothetical text today from my run, my friend Ryan in Maine. Um, I would trade. This is what he said. I would trade Kemba Walker for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> no, because I, think, I think that. It has nothing to do with my feelings about the player. I, you, I want to send a signal that this is Jason Tatum's team. Yeah. And there's never been a team that Russell Westbrook's mm. played on where he'd be able to accept that. And so... And I think it's the way he plays, too. Yeah. And this, yeah. this is... You're building around Tatum. You're building around all his strengths. And you're putting players out there that are going to uh, complement his game. I want a big that can um, run that two-man action with him at the top of the key. Um, that can kind of stretch the floor a little bit and can pass. You know, I, that's why I'm a little bit intrigued with Horford, but it doesn't have to be him. But I want a big that can do that a little bit. And maybe yeah. that's Rob if he can stay healthy. You know, Rob does it. You, maybe you don't need the stretch. Maybe the stretch is playing above the rim. Um, but well, that kid, that kid in Toronto that's going to play in time right now, Burke. I think he's going to be a free agent too. He's a good player. He Dwayne Demon looked good with the Heat last night. He's going to be a free agent too. Yeah, I, yeah. Floor. I don't know he, if he I plays hard. Do. I don't think he. Well, these, are, think, these are Brad Brad Stevens like type guys. I yeah, guess. yeah. But I don't think that Deadman can do what I was just talking about. Um, yeah. So uh, look, there's they they're the talent value. It is not me. I don't, I don't necessarily know who those players are, but. You're building around Tatum and to a lesser extent Brown, and they they need to decide whether Kemba's the best fit for that, or do we try to move on now? Like, yeah, you know, and that's, we'll see. You yeah. know, maybe Carl Anthony Towns demands a trade and ruins the, the a bomb goes off and everybody's going after him this off season. Well, oh, I think they have some upside in Minnesota. I'm not sure he's going to do that. Yeah. I mean, you never know. He might yeah. be like, it sucks here. It's cold all the time. I hate this effing place. It's you know? cold here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't even want to come here. Hey, I know we're going to get off. Something really funny tonight. I just want to mention on the podcast, the Atlanta Hawks uh, did a tribute video tonight for Alex Len. <laughs> How sad is it for guys when you're doing a tribute video for Alex Len? I think he played there for like a season and a half. Yeah, I, I saw that. and um, It's too bad we're not playing them this season. They would have had a tribute video for Jabari Parker. For like the 12 yeah, games. Yeah, I, I, I know. Um, yeah, that's the tribute video Alex stuff. Lynn. The tribute yeah. video stuff is, is stupid. It gets out of control, you know. Yeah. It gets out of control. What are we going to throw one next year for um, Tristan Thompson, you know? Jeff Teague. Jeff, oh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Teague. Yeah. So, uh, all right, Mike. Um, well, let's, 
Like, let's do one before the plane. <laughs> All right, Tim. See ya. <laughs>